Welcome to the Gatecast. Presented by Alan and Mike. Lucy, I'm home. I am not Lucy. Oh, you're right. We'll just upload a computer virus into the mothership. I was going to do my living room like this. My recommendation is that anyone attempting to leave them out should be shot on sight. Hello, harsh, muggy, and generally sort of blah evening to you, constant listeners, and welcome to Gate Pass episode 130. Come on, Alan. Six. Well done. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Gatecast. And it's been a lovely day. The evil yellow eye in the sky have been following Alan around. I know. I were in training with the lizard, you know. Somebody that thinks 30 degrees is still a bit cool and could do with a cardi. <laughs> I think the chances that she'll ever actually hear this are pretty much nil. So I can say that. Yeah, that's not a problem. You've said a lot worse. That's never been actually uh, published. <laughs> about her? No, about pretty much everybody. Oh, I see. You're opinionated, Alan. Nothing wrong with that. I'm 40. I reserve the right to be opinionated. Quite right. To quote The Simpsons, God allowed us to grow old in order to find the wisdom to find fault with everything he's made. <laughs> yeah. Let's face it, Abe Simpson, if he wasn't complaining, he'd be useless, wouldn't he? Mm. <laughs> well, he is pretty useless. No, he's just old, Alan. There was a good one. He knocks out, they've gone into witness protection, they haven't told them. <laughs> and he knocks on the door and he goes, hello, hello, is anybody there? Let me in. I'm cold and hungry and there are wolves after me. And you hear a howl in the background. Was that the episode where he was supposed to be taking some medication and he turned into a woman or something? No, no, that was the episode where they had to go into witness protection to avoid Sideshow Bob. Yeah, the C story was Abe not having his medication and kind of hormone... Oh, yeah, he, he developed boobs. Yeah, and actually got a social life. <laughs> I watched the season finale of The Simpsons' Lady Gaga episode. <laughs> not the best. Good shows like Breaking Bad get cancelled. And The Simpsons, which should have been cancelled ten years ago, is still going. It's because people are watching it. It's that simple. People watch a show, keeps getting made. It's not rocket science. The right demographic watches a show. Hi, I'm Kevin Batchelder. I'm Wendy Hambrock. And I'm Brent Barrett. And we're the hosts of a new podcast called Tuning Into Sci-Fi TV. Where we discuss sci-fi and genre shows currently on television and some from the past. We're fans just like you. So join us in our water cooler and back porch discussions of your favorite shows. And strangely enough, you can find us online at tuningintosci-fi-tv.com. Be seeing you. Wait a minute. Isn't that what Bester says on Babylon 5? Maybe. I never watched Babylon 5. What? So you're a sci-fi geek who missed one of the best shows ever? Hey, hey, no details, no spoilers. I'm still catching up on DVD myself. Besides, we're not really experts or critics. We kind of think of ourselves more like guides or sci-fi Sherpas. I don't carry anyone's luggage, though. Yeah, me either. We're what we like to call the viewer's digest for genre TV. Yes, we're interested in the conversation shows generate. And speaking of sci-fi Sherpas, where would you find one of those? Mm, Craigslist? Oh. See what I have to deal with? Oh, it turns out you're current with Game of Thrones, right? Yeah. It turns out the guy who's reading book one to me was the guy who played uh, Stannis' maester. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Peter Ross? Oh, names don't stay in my bloody head. You know what? I'll check after. Yeah. Sit, stay, good line. Subtitles, track one, English. What the hell? Okay, that's an interesting observation for the gay cast. So you said you remember this very well. Oh, this episode I did, yeah. It's funny how some episodes do kind of stick in your mind. Okay, who's Steve Umstead? Is he one of ours? He's an author. I see. I did manage to surprise myself. I was in Mullingar, which isn't quite as small as I thought it was. I wikied it. It says it has population of 20,000. You know what a box shop is, I assume? A what shop? They don't tend to sell branded PCs. They're not all shiny. It's basic. They do repairs, parts and things. Oh, okay. And one of them, I said, uh, do you happen to have a spare keyboard for a Samsung N130? And he goes, netbook? And I said, yes. I said, hang on. Wonders in back, comes out. This came in with a broken motherboard. Keyboards, find them. <laughs> Who'd have thought? Indeed. So this one's not reminiscent of the ones with the chair, is it? Oh, chair. You remember where, oh, no, the environment is toxic. No, it's not. It's paradise. Yeah, I know what you mean. The gamekeeper. Yeah. I know the chairs reappeared in that. Right, I has tweeted it. it. Let's see, there's that there, there's that there, and there's that there. Okay, then. Your pen not working? No, we're just making sure. I heard the scribbly, why isn't it writing? Nice. <laughs> Come try ya!
Right, line is ready. The line is ready. If for three, if for doe, if for hain, flicky. Fade to black. Fade in on steps. Looking slightly green for some reason. And my transfer anyway. Ooh, P3X289. What's going on? We're getting map telemetry from P3X289. Atmosphere is completely toxic. Sulfur dioxide, carbon monoxide, methane, ammonia. Well, if there was a gate there, then chances are good there was life there at some point. Peter DeLuise and Martin Wood in the background. Peter DeLuise didn't direct or write it, and he's still on screen. That's his show. The dome seems to be the only structure that's managed to withstand the corrosive effects of the atmosphere. How big is it? It's about 2.2 kilometers wide and 500 meters high. Melp's giving us a proximity alert. Three meters, and we're picking up a static charge. Stop. Ooh. Hmm. Yes, so we must investigate. It went right through. Well, whatever it is, it's not solid. Move forward. It is a reasonably big dome. Yes. If it's a static charge, it can blow them out. Hmm. Now look, it's a park in Vancouver. Well, we've lost contact. The map's not responding. Bring up that last image. Yes, Walter. <laughs> Thank you, Walter. <laughs> Malp now has voice control. <laughs> Confusion. How is that possible? I have no idea. Yes, well, obviously, if it keeps the atmosphere out, it's probably going to block transmissions. Either that or night falls really quickly in this place. Hmm. Let's investigate. Let's get the spacesuits out. Music building the crescendo and begin credits. Yes. Okay then, folks. Revisions, Season 7, Episode 5. Written by Paul Mully and Joseph Malozzi. Directed by Martin Wood. With special guest appearance by Peter DeLuise in the background. <laughs> First aired, July 11th, 2003. Uh, UK got it October the 27th. Australia, November the 6th. Good old Canada, October the 7th, 2004. Never the episode shares its title with The Protector and Bill Brand. Also, a French series called Soda. So, a bit unusual, but never mind. Surprisingly, there isn't much to say about this episode. The little thing I observed when I turned the subtitles track on so I could see what was going on, the options were English and Suomi. S-U-O-M-I. Anyone, small price, anyone who actually can tell me what Suomi is without Google. Your logic is being it's useless. Isn't that sweet? Colonel O'Neill, report. We're good, sir. Although there's not much of a view. What about suit integrity? According to my readings, the hazmats could withstand about 12 hours of exposure before there was any serious degradation. Not space, it's smoky. Believe it or not, that is not Richard Dean Anderson and Amanda Tapping. They're uh, all the stand-ins for the main cast. Who's Amanda standing? Couldn't tell you her name. She was in uh, an episode a couple of weeks ago. I pointed it out. Yeah, I know. That's why I figured you'd know her name. Well, yeah, right. I'm going to remember someone's name from weeks ago that I mentioned once. Fair enough. It's an exciting life being a stand-in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We need you for filming today. Put this suit on. <laughs> yes. Walk through. Malp encountered no resistance. Then it disappeared. It did transmit for a few seconds before we lost the signal, which suggests it got through. Are we going through? This kind of reminds me of a Star Trek episode. Yeah. Actually, shot on the Narco Studios on the same lot as the cargo ship, which you can't see because there's a cloth in front of it. Yes. There's the Malp. Hey, we didn't break it. Nice little effect. Yeah, here's the thing, though. What's prevent you accidentally wandering outside the dome and choking to death and dying? I'm reading normal atmosphere. Oxygen, nitrogen. So I assume these aren't the stand-ins. They are the real actors now, because they will soon be taking off the hoods. Well, this could simply be stand-ins unless we get a cut. Well, these are the real actors because Michael Shanks on the commentary said so. This is the Van Dusen Botanical Gardens in Vancouver. Yeah, he told you. Back in Vancouver. That combined with the static charge must act as a warning. So you don't accidentally step through. As you would expect looking at those uh, suits. Not a great outfit for a warm day. No, not great for movement. They basically say you wear them for a few hours, you get a pool of water in your feet. Yeah. Sir... This is an amazing piece of technology. Permeable to large, solid objects, but won't allow the poisonous atmosphere in. We really need to study this further. Yeah. 
Ooh, it's big. And Jack's first response will be, guns, guns, guns. Shoot it. Grenades. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if we had some grenades? I like it. They have the name patches on their arms, just so you can tell who they are. All right, come on out. Let's go. <laughs> Kid. Shoot him on general principles. They're always trouble. Yes. Is he precocious and annoying? <laughs> I'll check. Did this finish? No, finishes it. Fair enough. Martin Wood says for his audition, he actually walked up, offered him his hand and said, how do you do? Nevin, played by Liam Ranger. He's been in Collector, Chronicle, Seven Days. Isn't Seven Days that thing with time travel? There was yes. a show called Seven Days. Jack likes this boy. Yes. What's your name? What's yours? I asked you first. I don't know if it's the same Seven Days. I'm called Nevin. Hello, Nevin. I'm Jack. That's Sam, Daniel, and Teal. We're strange clothes. Caught us on a bad day. Nevin, where are your parents? My father's in the town. Can you show us? We just want to talk to him. Maybe we could trade. And where's Teok, the only one actually carrying the uniform? Where's up? Oh, I see. If you look in the background, there's a church with a cross on. Hmm. Maud said that was one cross we missed. Actually painted out. Sir, we probably could have found the town without his help. It's not like Amanda to complain about that. That's probably... This is a model village, almost. Oh, yeah. With weird bits of modern art scattered around it. Is it a lot? It's the fantasy garden world in Richmond. We will see it again in the franchise. It's also been used in episodes of Supernatural and Psych. It looks fake. It looks like something that they built to film in. No, it's an actual tourist attraction. Hmm. Unfortunately, it's surrounded uh, on all sides by uh, motorways. So a lot of the dialogue had to be redone and actual garden shots in another part of the country. I'm Kendrick, Nevin's father. I assume you don't get many visitors in these parts. We thought we were the only survivors. Survivors of what, exactly? Yes, I don't like the little U-shaped thing. Ah. If you recognise Kendrick, he was the Ashrak in Line of Duty. Peter Lacroix. I see. It was also in Seven Days, 4400, Smallville. You say you came from outside the dome. That's right. But the atmosphere is toxic. Anyone who stepped outside would die almost instantly. We wore protective suits. But where do you come from, originally? From a planet called Earth. It's about 6,000 light years from here. You came in a spaceship. Uh, no, we came through the Stargate. Now, doesn't he look like DeForest Kelly? Oh, him? Oh, Christ, yeah. <laughs> he does, doesn't he? <laughs> Scarily <laughs> so. The council people, Wendy Noel, Michael Robinson, Patrick Keating, Dr. McCoy lookalike, Finn Michael. Which one's Patrick Keating, beard or non-beard? It doesn't say. Finn Michael is also a stand-in on the show, has been in three episodes of Stargate SG-1. This is kind of creepy. The Gate of Magmar, discovered 563 years ago. Believed to have been a ritual significance in the worship of the goddess Morgan. Taken from the ruins of Danan and put on display in the National Museum of History. So you do know about the gate? We do now. That's one hell of a research tool, though, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, the link is capitalised in the subtitles. Yes, it's highly significant. Hmm. It's a direct neural interface with a databank. How? The link contains the sum total of our knowledge and wisdom. All our history, our culture, our science, Everything. And you can simply call up this information whenever you need it. Precisely. Yes. We have something like that. We call it the internet. Yes. <laughs> and just as dangerous. Although it's not on direct neural interface, at least outside a certain research institute. <laughs> yes. Give Google time. They'll sort it out. The signal was lost only when the transmitter crossed the barrier. We need only maneuver the mouth into the correct position. If you watch the extras on the DVD, you'll see now one of the directors or producer shouts out... Be careful, Chris is reversing, he could hit somebody. <laughs> nice. Oh, nice handoff there with the stuff. <laughs> we have a scheduled radio contact with SG-1, sir. Dial the gate. Always good to see Walter getting a few eyes. That looks expensive. Yes, sir. We read you loud and clear. Loud and clear. <laughs> Why is he shouting? How close? It's a camera, Jack, with a magnifying lens. I take it the dome's inhabited. Yes, sir. 
So far, the natives are very friendly, if a bit odd, you know what I mean? Are they willing to share information? They're going to show Carter all the technical stuff tomorrow. In the meantime, they've offered to put us up for the night. Why has he got all <laughs> southern on him? <laughs> Pull back a bit, Jack. We can see every detail. What the hell? Straight. He's gone all sort of, y'all. Y'all come back now, you hear? Like you're on happy pills or something. <laughs> it's bizarre. It were cute, though, seeing Tilk explain to Jack the reasons they were going to the mount. Just reverse it. <laughs> Thank you. What is this? Props. That's what it is. Very scary. This scene took quite a long while, because, as I said, when Richard E. Nansen, something to fiddle with. That's kind of disconcerting, isn't it? The direction for the lad, give him a deadpan look. And Martin Wood said, the lad just looked at me and said, what's deadpan? <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's like, bless Jazz, I have to put up with this guy every day. You only get him to me. What? How many plants have you been to? Ooh. I don't know. Lots. More than 10? Yeah. More than 20? Yes. More than 30? Yeah. More than 40? Yes. More than 50? Maybe. Okay, Jack. <laughs> Let the poor man eat. It's more than 50, isn't it? Hmm. Yes, yeah, so what happens if we take the link down? I uh, think it's too late to pitch a tent. Yes, Nevin's eating red things. Well, he's got strawberries. Jack looks like he's got peaches. And Tilt's got green stuff. Hmm. Now, this is actually shot in the same room. The dining table for the other group is directly behind the camera, as we see it now. You obviously don't have any trouble growing enough food. <laughs> Everything in the dome is completely self-sufficient. What about power? We draw energy from geothermal vents located beneath the town. Tomorrow I can show you the, the generators. Palin's one of the technicians who maintains the system. <laughs> That's Palin, Christopher Heidel, mm-hmm. True Blood, Hell on Wheels, Sanctuary, Caprica, Supernatural, Stargate Atlantis, of course, Ivala. Mm-hmm played by Tiffany Lindell Knight. Our people were dying from disease and starvation, so the survivors made a deliberate choice to simplify their lives. We have our own environmental problems, but perhaps if we learned about your history, it might help us avoid a similar fate. Well, the easiest way for you to learn about our history is through the link. Yes, join us. Join us. Is that possible? Of course. Thousands of historical books are on file. Tiffany's been in Battlestar Galactica, Blade, The Dead Zone, Supernatural... Have a good look at it and see if you can recognise what role she played in Battlestar. Think of Goo. Oh, she was the ship. She was the hybrid, yeah. Which apparently doesn't count as a Cylon model, either that or they miscounted and went, oh crap, we'll pretend this one doesn't count as the 12. Oh, she wanted a Cylon technically, oh, she she was a computer. Electronic warp. You'd think they'd take it off at night, though, wouldn't you? You never disconnect from the... (laughs) Even those people with Bluetooth headsets take it off when they go to sleep, I hope. My understanding is the charge on those things only lasts about four hours anyway. Oh, right. Extra creepy, please. So, hence lots of piano. Oh, now I remember. Yes. She's going away for a while. crane shots because I expect to hear a thump and of course because of the link nobody realises she'd ever been there because their memory's been edited you're up to speed now yeah they did the crane shots because all the little side streets avenues were just too small to film it mm. plus it gives it a sense of scale now I know a Star Trek episode it reminds me of which one's that the DS9 one with the hologram generator. Odo smashed it up, didn't he? No, it was, they shut it down and there was only one old guy left. Yeah, that's the episode I'm thinking of. Because Odo turns into a spinning top at the end, doesn't he? Yep. I'm not Nevin, I'm very colourful Darth Vader. Hello, Nevin. I'm not Nevin, I'm Colonel O'Neill from Stargate Command. Hmm. I'm still not quite sure how he, he got a suit. They weren't, you know, they were very flexible suits, but come on. Hmm. Will you please take off my hood? Nevin, it's time for school. Go to your room and access your lessons. When I grow up, can I be an explorer? We'll talk about it later. No, son, you'll live and die in this little village. Yes. And you'll enjoy it. Hmm. Yes. 
So none of you has ever been outside the dome? Not in over 400 years. We monitor the levels of toxicity, but we've never actually seen it. What's it like? It's not very pretty. Well, I've seen images on the link of a great city with tall buildings made of glass and steel. I'm afraid there's not much left but rubble. I suppose that's why they created this. Well, it's not like they can turn it off. That looks like a bell tower or something. It's a strange combination. that They understand a lot about the technology and the, the world they live in. But obviously some things are being kept from them. For the good of the... Uh, why pack a suitcase? Because you couldn't leave behind any photos or mementos. They'd ask questions. Mm. So everything that was personal to that woman went with her. True. There are probably some inbuilt systems that make sure they don't collect family photos to scrapbooks and things like that. No, I'd imagine not. As you can see, Major, we haven't abandoned technology altogether. Yeah. I mean, this is a bit of an anachronism. Anachronism? Anarchism. If using the link is out of the question, then this is your only option. <laughs> Why would there be a library? I suppose you could leave it there because nobody actually ever goes in there. We don't have much need for books anymore. Hence why the guy with the duster went round after every scene. These are all that's left from the old world. It's interesting. Um, the writing's similar to a language we've encountered before. Well, can you translate it? With your help? Let's get started. Hmm. A tweet from Michael Shanks saying uh, he's trying to walk out different ways to die on screen. Atmospheric analysis, dome integrity, power utilization. Very impressive. If you don't mind, I just have to check the coolant pressure, please. <laughs> and Amanda, please. Oh, this bit. Technology. Ooh, root file system access. <laughs> no matter what world, some things never change, do they? This looks like some kind of religious text. Oopsie. <laughs> you bored him to death. Updating. Updated. Palin? Yes, okay. they did tick that box. Will you accept automatic updates? Yes, of course I will. How could it be a problem? <laughs> I like updates to your mind. Hmm. Oh, of course. Let me see. In the commentary, which features Michael Shanks, Martin Wood and Jim Menard, mm -hmm. Martin was actually saying, Chris Heidel, he worked with him on Jeremiah, that's why he cast him. Yeah. He says he's got one of them looks that, after a while, he does become creepy. Yeah, I'm getting there. I'm definitely getting there. Uh, I know what I saw, Palin. I'm afraid you must be mistaken. It looks a bit chilly. Hmm. Misty. Yes, Jack. Ooh, deal. So, what do we know? Well, their technology's incredible. At least what's left of it. Right now, Palin and I are trying to rig up a computer interface so I can download some of the specs. Hmm. Yeah, that whole scene had to be redone because a plane's flying overhead. Actually, she? Hmm. <laughs> yes. Do they wish anything in return? Apparently not. They seem quite happy with their situation as it is. Now, see, that makes no sense to me. These people live in a bubble. Well, they have managed to survive for over 400 years. Sometimes there is more to life than mere survival. <laughs> Indeed. We could offer them relocation. Yes. Leave this paradise into a world where you're going to have to actually work for a living and farm. Are you suggesting we leave the dome? We're just saying it's possible. There are many suitable worlds where your people can live. But we have everything we need right here. Except room to grow. We're talking about fresh water, fresh air, mountains, trees. We can experience all these things through the link. you got to be kidding me. I've got my Xbox. Why would I want to go out? <laughs> but this is our home. What about the other folks in the town? Some of them have to think differently. No, everyone thinks the same. And the council's decision is unanimous. Well, what about the other council member, the woman that was here? Uh, there hasn't been a woman on the council since the last election. And that was two years ago. What are you talking about? There's a woman sitting there yesterday. Colonel, I can assure you the council has always consisted of three members. Does the first guy actually speak at all, or does he just sit there looking deforesty? <laughs> Ooh, strange. And now, <laughs> let's get the creepy music in there. That's so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of dragging a bit. Well, it's unusual. I mean, 
they were happy they were doing a standalone episode because they didn't have to do scenes and scenes of exposition. Mm-hmm. And it allows them to do more character work and beats like that. But even so, this episode ran seven minutes long. That's not good. It does seem to be a bit... It's not exactly, you know, rollicking along. No, it's not a fast-paced episode. Maybe we should have eaten and recorded later. Perhaps the council won't oppose the others and they felt it necessary to be rid of her. So they erased her from existence? That seems a little harsh, don't you think? Well, the bottom line is we can't trust these people. Well, sir, I'd still like to finish my research on the dome technology. Yeah, maybe there's something in the archive that can shed some light on that. The behavior of the townspeople does seem odd, but they don't appear to be an immediate threat. Michael was actually saying on the commentary, a lot of these extras really did creep him out the way they kept watching him. <laughs> Even though they were, they were actually told to do that. These are strangers in your town. Yes, Jack, of course, Jack. I heard a pop there myself, sorry. How's it coming? Well, I still can't find any historical reference to the time period when the dome was first created. By that time, our people had begun using the link. It's possible not much written material survives from that era. Yeah, interesting, that is. Mm. I assume we will get to that point where everything goes digital, you know, electronically, and then thousands of years in the future, our descendants will come down and find records that stop dead. Oh, I don't know. Palin told me about the conversation you had with the council. And? We have everything we need right here. Mm, that's what they said. We hope that someday the poison in the outside atmosphere will dissipate and we'll be able to reclaim the planet. I'm sorry, it's not going to dissipate on its own. You need to actually do stuff. It depends what sort of chemical mixture it is. It may have some sort of half-life, like uh, nuclear radiation. But there must be some sort of population controls. Each couple's allowed a maximum of two children. You're okay with that? Limited resources dictate that we maintain the population at a certain level. How many people are we talking about here exactly? At this precise moment? 1,373. Well, if a couple's allowed two children, where are all the children? Yeah. You'd think they would have children. You cannot build a civilization off a thousand people. I know Stargate Universe did it. Stargate Universe didn't use a thousand. Didn't Stargate Universe only use about 200? Yeah, they, they did it even less. She got cables out. Try the interface now. We got it. I know Sam is brilliant, but I wouldn't let anybody do that to something that controlled my very life. You believe this technology will be useful on your world? Why don't you and your wife come back with us and see for yourselves? Oh, yeah. Just for a visit. <laughs> do you have oceans? Oceans, deserts, rainforests. Take a lifetime to see it all. Sounds wonderful. Wait a minute. You said these were the power utilization figures, right? That's right. What's a normal variation? Between 0.01 and 0.07%. Well, then we've got a problem. These levels are at least 2% lower than when we first came down here. Well, that can't be. Control the shields and everything that makes your life possible. Shields! Shields! What are you doing, Sam? Angry birds. <laughs> you want to go? Amanda actually not complained as such, just commented on the fact that when Christopher actually stared at her as she was talking, she couldn't concentrate. It was that, well, not ominous, but mm. focused on her. It actually threw a line reading out. Which, again, it'd be interesting when we see Christopher in other roles in the franchise. Mm. There's never been more than a 0.1% variation. Hypothetically speaking, if there was, would it threaten the integrity of the force field? I suppose it might. But it's never come up. He actually pointed out that the keyboard didn't make any sense either. Yeah. He's been patronising. <laughs> well, why shouldn't he? He's been doing this all his life. In comes this alien saying, you're wrong. As far as he knows, it isn't, because every time he looks at it, it's exactly the same. That's right. Then Nevin and I will come with you. I see the way he is with you, and I realise that Nevin deserves a chance for much more than this world can ever offer. I think he might go walkies. Nice of Kendrick to let Nevin become an explorer. The computer won't like this idea, which makes you wonder how sentient the computer is. Yes. Well, that's good enough for me. Colonel, come in. Go ahead. Sir, I've been running some calculations here, and I've discovered something. Oh, you. Where did we park? <laughs> Where did we leave the remote control? On the map. You left the keys with the vehicle. Yes. You'll find it parked around the back on bricks. Mm-hmm. Say again? The mouth is no longer parked 
where we parked it. It would appear someone does not wish to communicate with Stargate Command. Well, that's not our only problem. The dome is losing power. I noticed a discrepancy with the output levels, but I wasn't sure because the computer records showed no change. So I converted the units and compared the current levels with the readings I took yesterday when we first came through. And? In the last 24 hours, there's been almost a 4% drop. Sir, if this continues, the dome will fail. How much time? It's hard to say. But when it does, everyone here will die. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> That's not good. They're fortunate they arrived at this planet within a week. Mm. Otherwise, this dome wouldn't be here. Yep. Mm. You update. Updating. Ominous, isn't it, really? It's a bit like something from a 50s B-movie. It's right. sort of a Stepford Wyatt type thing. It's because she's not running something to record the graphics on her screen. Yes. Yes, people must be sacrificed for the good of the whole. The needs of the many and so on. Yeah. Sir, the computer's giving me new information. The power level is definitely dropping. Major Carter, should we not warn the townspeople? I'm not sure we're going to be able to convince them. The only evidence we have are the computer readings, and for some reason Palin couldn't see that they were changing. Oh, pretty, that is. Definitely some gardens, not a natural landscape. Mm-hmm. The whole point of this is that it's not a natural landscape. No, I meant in... Yeah, OK. Now, this is Michael Bubble Boy Shanks. He was complaining about the uh, fisheye lens, the wide lens used. Uh-huh. Does my butt look big in this? <laughs> Kept saying, look, if you want to chase her, chase her. He's, he annoys him when he watches movies like this. He always shouts out, you know, just run faster. Hmm, where'd you go? There shouldn't have been a door there, but there was, so they had to make use of it. Uh-huh. And looks a remarkably modern kind of latch and thing on the top on it, isn't it? Uh-huh. Oopsie. The link. I can always appreciate when a show does a good scene with minimal lighting and you can still see plenty of detail. There's no telling what level of manipulation is possible. So, brainwashing? That's one way of putting it. Well, we have to help these people. I mean, they're they're being held against their will. They don't even know it. Well, as long as they've got those things on their faces, they're not going to be convinced of anything. Is it possible to disable the link? It's part of the same computer system that controls the dome. If we tamper with it, we risk bringing the whole force field down. Well, it would end the problem rather quickly. Yeah, just make sure you're wearing your suits when you start tampering with it. Yeah. You can do a little brainwashing of our own. The only problem is I don't think I could do it without Palin's help. If I can find historical evidence in the library that directly contradicts information available on the link, that might prove to at least some of these people that they're being lied to. Like records of the council meetings. They would show that there used to be more than three members. Exactly. Nobody has an issue with this? <laughs> yeah, let's reprogram the people. More so pointed, Kenzie got hold of an idea like that. <laughs> Kenzie, rather. Sorry. Oh, it's Tuesday. Let's go. Oh, no, that's Thursday. Okay. Tuesday's Alpha. Sorry. I only reprogrammed my box the other week. And how are they going to make a radio contact? Yeah, their mouth's missing, isn't it? They've gotten the explanation, so they're... Get the suits on and step outside. Perfectly safe. We're going back to the house. We need those special outfits we had. The house is this way. You're mistaken. It is in that direction. There's nothing over there. It's the edge of the dome. Oh, dear. Come on, I'll show you. <laughs> it's my house. I should know where my house is. That's not good. <laughs> okay, Jack's still confused. Hmm. Here it is. See? Right where you left it. Perfectly reasonable to not know your way around at the time. You've only been in for a day or so. Oh, I like that episode of NCIS, the first time the female officer gets on a carrier. Until <laughs> we're checking the door. Mm, yeah. Is this where we slept last night? It is not. Oh, dear. What's going on here? <laughs> Colonel. Are you going back to Earth now? No, we were just going to send a message. Yes. Yep, they've all been brainwashed. Reprogrammed. Anyone who wants to leave is welcome to come with us. Why would I leave? This could be hard work. You have expressed a desire to live in a world where the sky was not artificial. 
you must have me mistaken for someone else. Yeah, cue Twilight Zone episode music. <laughs> you wanted to be an explorer, right? I'm going to be a gardener, like my father. Realize they look like Borg implants, don't they? Like something seven and nine would wear. Oh dear. This thing's in your head. You gotta lose them. No, no. <laughs> yes. Yes, you were mistaken. They're messing with your mind somehow. You gotta get rid of them. The link gives us everything we need. Look, just take it off for a minute. Just f- flick it off. I can't. To be disconnected from the link would cause instant death. Uh uh-uh. uh. Now, see, that's something you've never said before. It's a hard argument to make, isn't it, really? Colonel, I think you should leave now. Yes. In fact, we've seen him take him off. So the computer is actually responding to what the influence of SG-1 are having on this community. Mm -hmm. Which makes you wonder, when these four came into the system, Uh, did it get rid of four people to compensate? Yeah, they have been sacrificed. Major, I've almost finished downloading the generator design. Helen, we need to talk. All right. Do you remember earlier today I told you I noticed a drop in the power levels? I remember you being mistaken. What about now? Do you notice any change? Power levels are constant? No, they're not. It's just that every time these screens are updated, the information on the link is updated as well. It alters your memory so you don't see what's happening. Major, this is absurd. Damn shame SG-1 didn't have the video camera with him. Yes. I told you, you're mistaken. No! I am not mistaken. Now, if you don't help me warn the others, then you and Avala and everyone in this city will die. Who? Avala, your wife. Major, I don't know what's come over you, but I've never been married. Oh, no. Now, Michael was very upset about this scene. When they shot it, he wanted to make sure they actually showed him searching the bookshelves and not going straight to the document he wanted. Uh And they did shoot it. Six or seven seconds worth, he said. And then it went into the editing bay, and the editors cut it all out. Uh So he pretty much walked to the book he wanted, opened it up, found what he wanted, and out he went. I need you to disconnect yourself from the link. That's insane. I know that you believe that removing that note from your forehead will kill you. I've known that since childhood. But last night, Evala removed hers, and nothing happened. Who is this, Evala? I told you, she's your wife. Ugh. Your memories of her have been altered in the same way that you've been kept from realizing that the dome is deteriorating. Major... At first, I thought it was somebody on the council who was responsible, but the changes are happening too quickly. I think it's automatic. The computer makes changes and then updates the memories of everyone in this town so no one's the wiser. Now, this is the first time we've seen one of the inhabitants of this world actually getting upset. Yep. And the notion is that the computer cannot handle this sort of uh, interaction in real time. Uh-huh. And, of course, they've got to make these people not lovable, but at least uh, so you can emph- em- empath... 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 Oh, Christ. <laughs> Say it, Alan. Empathize? That's the word. Got it. What is that? They're legal documents. All I can say is thank God for the lawyers. When everyone else was converting to the link, they were still using good old-fashioned paper. So when the dome was first created, everyone signed a contract establishing communal land ownership rights. Yes. Look at the number. Cheer for the lawyers. No, that can't be. There are originally over 100,000 people living here. No, that's impossible. The, the dome isn't big enough to sustain that many. Not anymore. 400-year-old oh paper. That's pretty damn good. All this time, I thought the power loss would cause the dome to fail. But the computer found a way to compensate. The dome is shrinking. See, that's what happened to the map. It didn't go anywhere. It's right where we left it, except for now it's on the outside. Wait, no, wait a minute. It, if there were over 100,000 people living here, where did they all go? Yes, let's shrink. Yes. They should be fortunate. At least once a month, it could be a prime rib Friday or something. Mm. Because you don't see many animals here, so there must be vegetarians. Mm. <laughs> think, think. And now the truth. Oh, dear. 100,000 is a bit of a... I mean, are they trying to make a point? It's a nice round number, but then again, if you were building this sort of system, then perhaps you would settle on a nice round number. Hmm. Yes. Oh, dear. It is quite a disturbing little episode, isn't it? Yeah. There are other remains here, but the bones have been eaten away by the corrosive atmosphere. With a link. You know, these people are walking to the deaths, and then probably computers not killing them as they walk through. It's letting them literally be uh, ripped apart by the chemicals. 
Yay. That's again Star Trek. If this episode had been more a novelization, I'd have gone with this computer being sentient. Because mm. this is exceptionally good programming without it having some sort of independent thought. Look at these documents. They're over 400 years old. They're written in your language. How could we fake this? Why would we fake this? The only reason they still exist is because the computer did not foresee outside interference. To anyone on the link, they're completely irrelevant. But why? The computer is programmed to maintain the community. Individuals had to be sacrificed for the good of the whole. Only each time someone disappeared, no one noticed because all memory of them was erased. Please. Oops. <laughs> no. It's all right. No. Still alive. Hello. You see? Now we need your help. Of course, without the link, it can't kill him. Matter <laughs> mm. what's your status? Palin's trying to access the link right now. If you can get in, we might be able to reprogram it. Understood. We're coming to you. No, we're not. These chairs don't look that comfy, to be honest. No. <laughs> That's never a good thing. Mm. What did I do? It's another update. Yes. The aliens are bad. Kill the aliens. Torches and pitchforks at the ready. <laughs> That's, they actually said that in the commentary. Did they? Yeah, when they're chasing SG-1 down, they should have had torches and pitchforks. <laughs> Father? Is Colonel O'Neill sick? He is. But we're going to make him better. Martin actually said he was a little disappointed he used too many extras in some shots because just walking around doing nothing because in a real village people wouldn't be doing that they'd, you know they'd all have a purpose and or be staying in their homes oh that's what I'm it was creepy with people no <laughs> seriously creepy yeah. what is it these systems are so complicated Without access to the link, I'm not sure I know what I'm doing. Helen, you've been doing this your whole life. You're just going to have to try to remember the old-fashioned way. <laughs> Are you sure you want to delete this file? Yes? No. <laughs> but the keyboard is weird and unlabeled. Yes, and bad for your wrists. Mm-hmm. Maybe not that way. Agreed. Now, why didn't I think to bring a Zach gun? <laughs> yes. They really should have got some of the gold stunning grenades. They've come in useful so many times. Yes. Uh, Carter, we may have a little problem here. You're being controlled by the computer, sir. And this is the pitchfork scene. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. Yes. This is where you want kids in the front. Mm. I don't know if it's more creepy that they're not making a noise. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's all a bit doubt. It is, isn't it? Yeah. O'Neill. Hey. Everything's going to be all right, Colonel. And we can see the force field is actually in front of the door now, whereas it was behind it earlier on. I don't think so. You're just going to die. No, the computer's actually programmed them to believe that SG-1 are a member of this community. I wonder if it can't force them to kill. Carter, now would be a good time. <laughs> yes, I'm playing a tune. It does look more like a musical keyboard than an actual typing keyboard. What do I tell them? There's no time to explain everything. Try to erase all memory of us completely. That's a bit complicated, isn't it? No, no, what you do is you, you sort the memories by date and you just delete the previous three. Just go to sleep. That worked in Star Trek. Sleep. Yes, and then the cube blew up. <laughs> Without the link, your mind is playing tricks on you. on his face. I like that guy. I think he liked that little son of Ed Wiggle and then yeah. my brain disconnected. He really threw himself into the role, didn't he? Yes. <laughs> oh, it worked. Where did you come from? Why am I standing here? <laughs> now what? <laughs> yeah. We're still going to die in a few weeks. Who are you? 
did it. Yeah, we get lots and lots of hazmat suits. Ah, uh, yes. Little kid-sized one. Yeah, at least that makes sense, rather than an adult size scrunched up so much it's hard to believe. Mm-hmm. You think they'd have a rope? Just follow the rope. Mm-hmm. Now this is a bit unusual for Stargate SG One. Only one main character in the final scene. Mm. We ran some tests on the geothermal vents that supply the town's power. It looks like they started to cool about 200 years ago. The dome started shrinking sometime after that. We should have the whole town relocated in a couple of days. Why, you may ask? Well, Richard Dean Anderson isn't there. Mm-hmm. Michael Shanks is off filming something else. And Christopher Judge, the joke, was playing golf, <laughs> which he might have actually been playing golf. <laughs> the power would have failed eventually. And in the meantime, more of us would have disappeared. You still don't remember her, do you? No. You know, in a way, I envy the others. They, they all must have lost somebody, but I'm the only one who knows for sure. And how do you mourn someone when you can't even picture her face? I'm sorry, pal, and I wish I could help. Maybe you can. <laughs> how? Tell me about her. Either way, it, it seems relevant that Sam is the one that's actually talking to Palin. Well, to be honest with you, I think he's probably better off that he doesn't remember. I mean, if you knew that the wall that was supposed to keep you safe killed your wife, you'd be inconsolable. I've known her for a day, you were married to her for ten years. <laughs> Surely the link does audiovisual recording as well. You should be able to pull up video or something. You would have thought so. I mean, the complexity it shows is quite capable, but uh, you think there are cameras and all sorts around the village. I suppose if you can access the actual brains of all your subjects, and not necessary. And you can record the visual impulse? Obviously not, or <laughs> just wasn't required for the plot. That was Revisions, Season 7, Episode 5. Next week, he said pressing control end, we have Lifeboat. An entire world has been lost. The few survivors frozen and their personalities stored in databases and ships. One ship crashes... The intelligence has become desperate as power fails. When their bodies are destroyed, they evade Daniel Jackson's mind against his will and force him to become their lifeboat. Can Janet and SG-1 save Daniel? <laughs> Gasp. Yeah, I don't think it comes as any surprise. I think they might. Again, I think referencing Star Trek with the episode with the intelligences and the robot bodies. Going back to TOS, although it's probably a trope at this point. Oh, yeah, very much so. I mean, we've had aliens taking over members of the ship's crews in all sorts of series. Well, I think TOS might have been the first one to do it. It was probably done in the limits or twilight zone before that, even. One little funny in the commentary. Michael Shanks actually joked that the standalone episodes are good for Richard Dean Anderson because he doesn't have to bother trying to remember recurring characters' names. Oh! <laughs> There's a little feature on the DVD kind of behind the scenes for this episode. And Chris, Amanda and Michael are sitting on the couch. They look like a family. Take the proverbial out of Richard Dean Anderson quite a bit. Well, Richard Anderson, I'm sure, takes very bit of everyone else. He probably does, yes. As a producer, if they don't like it, well, <laughs> they better laugh. <laughs> but like we said before, you know, this is not the start of where Richard Dean Anderson's toned down his involvement in the show, at least in front of the camera. He's making a conscious effort that he ain't going to be there all the time. Yeah, he'll get there less as the seasons go on. Yes. Although, to one of my favourite quotes, I think it's season nine, I have to go sample from the buffet. <laughs> Richard and food. Almost Jonas, like. Jack? Daniel? Are you you? Yeah, you. What? I like the yellow ones. Never mind. This is the Stargate birthday list for the upcoming week, and a very happy birthday, one and all. On the 19th, Carl Walter Lindenlob, who did the cinematography on Stargate the movie, was born. Also on this day, Chris Bradford, who played a medical tech on the SG-1 episode Morpheus, celebrates. And a happy birthday to Chell Horstall, who played Erin in SGA's Tracker. Bonnie Bartlett celebrates her birthday on the 20th of June. She guest-starred in the SG-1 episode Prisoners. On the 21st, we have the one and only Erica Durance, who played Krista James in the Tilk-centric episode Affinity. She is well known for her role as Lois Lane in Smallville, and currently co-stars with Michael Shanks in Saving Hope. We have two actors celebrating on the 22nd, First is Benz Antoine, who was in the episode In the Line of Duty, and Sarah Edmondson, who played Natanya in Prophecy. Last but not least, on the 23rd, it's Peter Kent's birthday. He has played two roles in SG-1, Kintat in the double episode Jolinar's Memories and The Devil You Know, and Bacal in the episode Talion. Happy birthday, guys. More next week. If you want to leave us any feedback on Stargate itself, 
any of our own episodes, or just comments in general, you can do so via the following methods. The Gatecast website can be found at gatecast.facecast.com. Links to episodes not found on the current RSS feed can be found there as well. Our Facebook and Google Plus pages are listed under The Gatecast, and our Twitter ident is The Gatecast, which is one word. We can also be found on iTunes, which is one portal where comments and reviews are most welcome, including those five stars. Finally, the old tried and trusted email address is gatecastpodcast at gmail.com. It is still the best and most reliable way of getting in touch with us. And if you're feeling adventurous, why not record us a little mp3 so we can play it on the show? It makes life so much easier when we know how to pronounce somebody's name. So feel free to send us any comments or feedback you have on the show, or any aspect of the fandom. Retweets, plus ones, URLs, pictures, sound files, anything like that is more than welcome. We'll always do our best to put any feedback into the show itself. One world, one universe, the journey never ends. Stargate forever. Okay, folks, that was Revisions. As Alan says, we'll see you next week with... Life Boat. I'm thinking, what's next week's release? One of you, editing. Yeah, the one... Yeah. Oh, got it. All a mix. All of it's all a blur. Yeah. It's like on the context with me, listening to Game of Thrones book one, yeah. watching Game of Thrones book two, and having actually read all the way up to the end of book five. <laughs> oh, hang on a minute, isn't that character dead? No. Oh, no, Ian, not yet. <laughs> You'd be amazed how often that happens in Game of Thrones. I'm looking at characters and thinking, I really love this character and I love the actor that plays them and all these horrible things are going to happen to them. <laughs> That's not a spoiler. I mean, it's George R. R. Martin. Horrible things happen to everyone. I think season one has pretty much set the standard. Nothing should surprise anybody that hasn't read the book. Anyway, that was Revisions. Next week, it'll be Lifeboat. Hope you join us for that. Until then, take care and we'll see you next week. Farewell. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Gatecast, presented by Alan, Mike and Scott. Visit us at gatecast.facecast.com.